to the R's Edge podcast. My name is Phil. And I'm Stacy. And this is a podcast devoted to reviewing and breaking down horror movies, both new and old, good and just fucking terrible. With me, somebody loves horror movies and always has. And me, that was forced into watching them. <laughs> so when Stacy and I originally said I do, she didn't quite realize what she was truly getting into. Uh, when she said I do, what she meant was I do agree to watch scary and spooky shit with you for the rest of our lives, whether I like it or not. Uh, we're still a relatively new podcast. With that being said, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please make sure that you subscribe, share it with all of your friends, and helping us grow. Reviews are truly the best way to help our small podcast grow and introduce new viewers to us and and something that we very, very much appreciate. With that being said, if you enjoy us, we're on Facebook at Horror's Edge, Instagram and Twitter at the Horror's Edge for both of them. Instagrams are mostly used uh, social media platform out there. Our DMs are always open for discussions. If you loved or even hated a review, have a completely different opinion, hit us up. We'd love to have a discussion about it. Absolutely. And today we're going to be discussing uh, 2007's I Am Legend. So when we went to hit record, I try and not make this something to where we have it planned out super far in advance, like, oh, we're going to do this movie on this date. Usually, just to make it so that way we don't think about it beforehand, we just say, hey, what are we going to do today? And today I said, Stacy, up to you. I'm not being part of this discussion at all. First thing that she picked, she never heard of it. I uh, clicked on it. Not in English at all. Yep, so that was a fail <laughs> from the beginning. And... Uh, the, it's not that I don't mind movies that aren't in English, but it's so hard to watch it and, and take notes mm -hmm. while reading the dialect. So we couldn't do it. So then she ended up picking a movie that we've both seen about a thousand times, I Am Legend. <laughs> what made you pick this one? Uh, I guess it's a comfort movie. I saw it and I thought, all right, I know this movie. It would be nice to kind of dive a little bit deeper because as I was watching, I picked up a couple things that I didn't um, pick up in the last couple of times. Um, so yeah, it was just a comfort movie day, I guess. Okay. And this is probably why you don't let me pick movies. <laughs> <laughs> so we have like two completely different worlds that we had before kids and after kids. And Absolutely. this is before we had kids. Literally every single Friday, I would go to the movie theaters and watch something. I didn't care what was coming out. I would watch something that came out. Uh, at that time and when we first started getting together you jumped in on that with me whether it was we went and saw terrible movies like the holiday ah that's not a terrible movie <laughs> I love god that awful movie. or alien versus predators requiem on christmas day which is also fucking god awful terrible um, movie. <laughs> we would go all the time and half the time we wouldn't even look up what's playing we would just show up and uh, find something within an hour or two of us getting there and i am legend is one of those ones that uh, obviously we knew about this is a blockbuster of blockbusters yeah. uh the budget on this thing is fucking ridiculous know, for what's a horror movie it's 150 million dollars and it definitely paid off and made 585 million dollars one cool thing is this movie was actually greenlit even before it had a script really <laughs> so the balls of uh the people handing out money to say yep let's do it and they didn't even have a script in their hand it it, it goes to show you that it it, it was a great concept Absolutely. and it truly is I, I still believe that to this day um my thoughts of it have changed over time um and for reasons that i'll get into once we get into the review i, I agree with that um I used to love this movie. Like, yep. I put it on and, whew, perfect. Yep. I think it's because I've seen it so much, maybe because of things um, over the years that have changed my viewpoints, but it's giving me a different perspective. Not necessarily bad, but certain things that maybe I could have done without. Yeah. Uh, since 2007, I've always liked horror movies, but since then I've definitely dove in deeper once streaming became such a huge thing, and I watch so many more horror movies now, and that changed how I look at this, I believe. And we'll dive into that later, because the, let's be real, there's not many blockbuster-style horror movies out there. No. I, I can barely think of a handful of them. There's The Conjuring, there's uh, A Quiet Place... I am legend. Bird box. Yeah, bird box for a different extent. I think that if that one was in theaters, it would be much less than what it actually hit. Yeah. Uh, and it, it coming out at the 
quiet place the same time frame because they're practically the same movie (laughs) with just slight differences as far as what the monster is or whatever um that hurt as well uh it chapter one was gigantic but besides those I, i really can't think of horror movies that were huge blockbusters that like doesn't matter if you don't like the genre you're going to theaters you're gonna sit down and watch it yeah um and the fact that this one cracked the mold and it was able to do it, hey, that's great for the genre, but is it? I think part of it is it's not like a typical horror movie. Not at all. It kind of balances on that edge of, is it a horror movie? Is it not? We've I, had that discussion before. It's not actually listed. When you I go think this IDP. one's more drama. Yeah. Thriller, drama, action. It doesn't even have the tag of horror, but it definitely is a horror movie. Does it have the tag of action? It does. That's kind of surprising because there's really not much in here. There are bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, there's like two little check. scenes in there. But uh, what, what did we watch this on today? We watched it on Netflix or was it HBO? HBO Max. Okay, so streaming on HBO Max right now. Obviously, video on demand everywhere. DVDs at Goodwill, up the kazoo for two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's classified as an action drama sci-fi thriller. So it does not have... <laughs> Every Mark Bahar. <laughs> yeah. But and when I clicked on the horror tag on HBO, that's this what popped, popped up. up. Yeah, the, the, we've talked about it before. I really don't give a shit about the word horror being included on something because it... it a horror movie is what is scary to you. Now, the right. thought of a uh, virus that can spread across the world and kill the population, that's pretty fucking terrifying, especially if things are still alive trying to kill you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the concept is absolutely horrifying. Now, watching it, it's not scary, but the concept of it is, I think. I think, yes. If you put yourself, and obviously now with the times that we kind of live in, a lot of people had kind of drawn to that in current events yeah. of seeing how this could potentially come true. I mean, not possibly, but bits and pieces of it. I could see where that's a very terrifying concept. Yeah, but I'm a huge Stephen King nerd, and this movie reminds me very much of The World Stand. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's not Stephen Sorry. King. <laughs> but I'm glad that you made a comparison there. It is awesome. I mean, it's a zombie-ish yes. movie, so any of them are very similar. But The Stand yes, has the strong stand. connections to me. Now, granted, in The Stand, there's no zombies or infected coming back to kill people. But uh, the concepts and how it goes about playing things out the isolation yes. the loneliness the repetitiveness so yes. a lot of that's very familiar concepts that we get in the stand only the stand does it better i think the the <laughs> tv show movie does not no. i'm not saying that that does it's it's very well done but it definitely needs a remake the original tv show uh, version of it the remake of the tv show version was terrible <laughs> they, which is the one that you liked the one with the one with gary sinise yes. the, the old early 90s yes because yes, we did 80s. start the the newest one and yep. we didn't care for it i didn't even finish it and that, that surprises me normally i push through those things whether i like them or not and I, I just couldn't do it it was ruining a property that i love too much that yeah. the book is fucking huge uh (laughs) stephen king's known to make some doorstops and i think that's one of his biggest Biggest books books. that he's ever made especially the uncut version which is the one that i read and it's one of the only books that i read twice which is it says something because i'm not a reader um let's dive into it though uh the way that we rate movies over here is one through ten one being dog shit terrible do not watch this movie it ain't worth your time 10 being this is an absolute blockbuster amazing movie that everybody needs to see and 5 being this is an average movie what did you think of this like i said i've seen this movie quite a few times but it still is a very good movie to me i gave it a nine it kept me on my edge of the seat even though i've seen this uh great story acting was great i mean there's not many actors but yeah i liked the dog Mm -hmm. Um, Sam's awesome the thing that really fell for me was the CGI the graphics of the spooky characters and also the animals I just thought that even in 2007 we still had some pretty good CGI and this looking back now really fell short for me I didn't really care for the CGI of the infected and the animals or whatever they were Okay. what about you? 
I gave it a seven. Um, and I probably feel like it's too biased, like I'm gatekeeping or something stupid like that. Like, uh, uh, Nickelback isn't rock, they suck. I feel like <laughs> that's influencing how I'm doing this because I'm like, this this is uh, paint-by-numbers horror. Like, 100% through and through. The story is so simple, but, but it works. So well. It works. And that's why it kills me that I'm giving it a seven because the whole time that I'm watching it this time through, uh, it's probably been a couple of years since I've seen it, despite me and you have seen it probably like 30 times. Um, none of it hit home quite like it used to. None of it. Um, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. it the, the, Will Smith does a phenomenal t- job. Let's start there. Yes. He is absolutely amazing in this, and he has to be. If he's not good in this movie, this movie falls on his face. Absolutely. Because 90% of this movie is only him on screen. Him and the dog. Yeah. That's it. Um, and he does so fucking good with very little lines, but his face gives all the lines. And when you can have that type of acting where you're not even talking and yeah. you're feeling that, that's when it truly becomes amazing acting. And, and I think that that's what I loved about this is, yes, I've seen this many times, and most of the movie was not a surprise to me because, again, we've seen it multiple times. But I think diving into it, I was picking up on things that maybe I didn't pick up on because I wasn't focusing on them. I was just enjoying the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I, because I think I probably would have given it a lower score, but I really did immerse myself in it. And I thought, wow, this held up over time. Yeah. You know, this came out in 2007. That's what, 15, 16 years yeah it's a while (laughs) i think 15 uh yeah when i first walked out of this movie day one i probably would have said that this is 10 yeah i'm almost positive that's how i would have rated it after maybe the second watch i probably still would have given it a 10 um like i said the, the reason that it's not knockout is because looking back the cgi really took me out of those moments and those moments were so crucial yeah uh, the CGI, while not being perfect, the, the infected are not the best the things I've ever seen. I'd by far prefer them to be physical uh, type people. of makeup, f- physical people and all that. Obviously, with the type of stunts that they do, that's impossible. But it doesn't take me out of it. There are... I don't care for the thing the creatures in this movie um it seemed like they were going for something like 28 days later but a toned down version of it and almost like superman version of a zombie and that kind of just took me out of it a little bit the the power that one of these creatures has is just like wow holy shit you can put one of these things in a room full of a whole bunch of people and it will win um I think they overkilled that. They gave him too much power. I I think think that's where I struggle with the CGI is because if they would have just taken a few, five, six people, and really gave them more details Mm -hmm. of it looking like a zombie versus a computer, whatever it is, I think it would have given me a better viewpoint of it. Similar to, without any spoilers, there's one that you see close up with um, Will Smith uh, in the medical room. And that one is done pretty well as far as uh, how the character looks and everything. And the rest of them just do not hold up compared to that one. Now, I get it. You're not going to spend a trillion dollars because this is New York City infected. You can't. There's no way. Um, But if you did two or three of them and make those the central ones and all the others are just like out of focus then i think that could have worked a little bit better either way um let's get into a scene by scene breakdown i had uh gotten a couple uh critiques from some of the viewers and that i very much appreciate to uh where instead of just jumping straight into imdb trivia i kind of incorporate it as those scenes come in the movie so i went through and i threw about a dozen different uh things inside of the breakdown 
uh, scene by scene of some interesting facts uh, through here. So the IMDb plot synopsis of this is years after a plague kills most of humanity and transforms the rest into monsters, the sole survivor in New York City struggles uh, to find a cure. So uh, one, two things that I want to throw out first that I found in trivia that kind of go throughout the whole theme of the movie is Will Smith talked to former prisoners to get an understanding of what it's like to be totally alone, completely isolated. And the prisoners told Smith that the key to surviving solarity, uh, solitary confinement is creating a rigid schedule, which is a pretty neat observation because by having a strict schedule, and you see this so many times throughout the movie, whether it's his alarm going off and him saying, hey, I need to take care of this, or anything amongst those lines, uh, it makes us that way. He's constantly moving. He doesn't have time to sit down and think about what situation he's in, and it, yeah. he can feel it. I think that it worked very well. Uh, by the way, if I have not said it yet, heavy, heavy spoilers from here on out. I think that I've said it, but if not, heavy spoilers here on out. I'm giving a scene-by-scene -scene breakdown in the movie. Go check this movie out. It's definitely worth your time. Uh, most people will enjoy this usually we ask who is going to enjoy this this is the blockbuster of horror-ish movies and i can't think of many people who would not sit down and enjoy this can you no i mean i may think um i did have a conversation with some people this afternoon and they said they didn't see it and i kind of laughed because i thought i think everybody's seen this movie but i could be wrong yeah well, there's a lot of movies that you never saw before we got together that as like, holy shit, you never saw Predator? That's what the for fuck is wrong with you? So, uh, once again, heavy spoilers, jumping into it. When uh, they were in pre-production of this movie, the director, Francis Lawrence, found himself watching The Pianist in 2002 with the sound off in order to not disturb his sleeping baby. And he found the quiet uh, effect of it was extremely moving. And then he made stark silence. Uh, with limited ambient effects or musical cues, a major part of this movie's presence, and you feel that. Yes, you do. It helps build the suspense so much. It's very similar to how The Quiet Place works. It's super, super quiet 90% of the movie, and it's, it's done so freaking well. I think that's so incredible to be able to do, like in cinema, to basically have a movie that you don't hear. Yeah. Like, to be able to create an action movie or whatever type of movie to hold your attention without the music, without any um, words or very few words, that takes a lot of balls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the movie opens up with the TV news uh, network talking about sports. They're talking about uh, baseball, I believe, the teams that are still in it for the playoffs. And then it cuts to the actual video, and uh, it's a interview with a doctor who you, who basically cured cancer. Ten, she implemented it in 10,009 patients, and 10,009 out of those 10,009 were cured. So the interviewer's like, so you cured cancer? Yeah, I think, think we did, and then it turned to black. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, the... the the debate or not the debate the the quest that people are trying to cure cancer that's like the the golden thing of life to be able to do that so well think about it in retrospect to covid without getting political without yeah. getting any stupid politics about it one of the biggest debates with it was you're pushing this out without knowing the side effects yeah. uh everybody's saying it and now that we have COVID in our background, we watch this movie. It makes that even more chilling because yes. how many people did they test it on? How many people was it approved on before they pushed it out yeah. and mandated that you had to have it to work at certain places? Yeah. Uh, I think having that kind of in your background now watching the movie, it gives it a different perspective. Not good, not bad. It just makes you think. Yep. And it brings it to a little bit more forefront. Not, not to the fact of, uh, Oh, shit, we might turn to zombies with the COVID drug, but it makes you think a little bit more, and it makes it a little bit more of a realistic type of thing. So the screen cuts three years later, and we're in the middle of New York City, and it's just a disaster. It's having super quiet shots of going through different parts of New York. You're seeing uh, the 
I believe that's the Brooklyn Tunnel, I'm not sure, just completely flooded to the brim with water. Uh, there's overgrown stuff throughout the streets of New York. Uh, there's spots where cars are just blocking everything. Yeah. And Will Smith said uh, when he was uh, filming this, closing New York City streets to film, meant he was going to get a lot of middle fingers his way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that they did not appreciate when no. they were filming in the middle of the city because it, if traffic's not bad enough, this makes it so much worse. So we get an overhead shot of silence, and then it's finally cut through when Will Smith is driving his Shelby Mustang with his dog Sam and a rifle in hand. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool looking, and one of the neat concepts that's always out there with these zombie-type movies is once the world ends and you're one of a few people left, you can get whatever it is that you wanted in the uh, real world beforehand yeah. that you couldn't. So driving around a Shelby Mustang GT500. Hey, why not? <laughs> One thing uh, I notice is, you know, him as a character, Will Smith as a character, you can tell that in the story, he's driven these streets, and he knows them like the back of his hand. He's just turning yep. in every direction that he needs. That has to be so crazy to be that secluded yep. that you're able to just basically, okay, I'm going to go here. Yeah. Now, I'm not from New York, uh, but I've probably driven through the city about two or three dozen times, sometimes just going through, sometimes going to specific places, and all throughout different times of the week. So it's not like I just drove there Saturdays or rush hour on Fridays. But I can tell you that driving in the streets of New York, you're probably never going to exceed 20 miles an hour, no. ever. He's banking these turns at 60 or 70, yeah. just having a good old time. <laughs> so it's pretty <laughs> neat. Uh, and an uh, interesting trivia thing about Sam is the movie's animal trainer found Abby, which is the dog's actual name in a kennel. Uh, she had the right look, but had never been trained, and he only had her a few weeks to get her up to speed before production of this movie. That's impressive. German Shepherds are smart as shit, man. Yeah, they are. So he sees a herd of deer and goes to chase them throughout Central Park because obviously meat is very scarce. So he's driving his car... Uh, very similar to like a cowboy would be riding a horse, which is a pretty cool uh, thought. Um, and finally, he gets out of his car to chase him down because they go into a quarantine zone where there's blockades and cars everywhere in the middle of Times Square. And there's this very, very cool uh, shot that they have of the camera going from super low on the ground to zooming out and panning up at the same time to see Will Smith there with his rifle. Uh, just standing in overgrowth, and you find out he's in the middle of Times Square. Yeah. What a great scene. It's it's very, very visually awesome. I like that, you know, you're getting the sense that it's like the end of the world, but there's still little parts of the real world. You have the signs for the Broadway musicals. and yep, Wicked. Yes, and all of these other kind of real-world things in the middle of this deserted place it yep. just really put me in a great uh, visual moment yeah because it's Times square you have the giant movie posters of things that were around when this happened so you got batman versus superman up which is pretty neat that was one of the huge blockbusters then even though it fucking sucked but nobody <laughs> thought that it would um so he spots one of the deer and uh goes to shoot it but then out of nowhere you get our first jump scare a fucking herd of lions comes out of nowhere and attacks the deer and then his alarm goes off, so he decides he needs to hightail it back home. Yeah. Um, where am I here? Uh, so his alarm goes off as soon as the sun starts to set. And this is where we get our title card, I Am Legend. Very, very simple, pretty effective. So this is when I really started to think differently about this movie. Because not once in previous watches did I say to myself, what the hell does this title card mean? What is the um, meaning behind the I Am Legend? That's when I really realized, I'm going to take a really close look at this because I want to know, am I going to find out by the end of this movie? Yeah, which she clearly do. Right, but yeah. I honestly forgot that you figured that out. Gotcha. <laughs> well, it has been several years since we watched it, but yeah, I, I Am Legend has a uh, meaning via monologue towards the end but yeah. we'll get there um 
So Will Smith makes a bet. <laughs> it's funny. I was telling you as we were getting ready to record, every single bit of my notes uh, refers to uh, what was it, Robert Neville as Will Smith. Yes. <laughs> because it's just him, nobody's calling him Robert until the very end of this movie. It. Yeah, it's, it's about halfway it's, through the movie before you actually figure out what his name is. Yeah, you, you hear uh, it on the news. And actually, towards the beginning, there's a picture, like, actually this next scene when he first makes it yes. back to his place. There's a, he ripped off the cover of Time Magazine. He was on the cover saying, is Robert Neville the savior or something along those lines right but if you're not paying attention you're not really grasping those yeah. little details so when will makes it back to his place he uses some type of liquid to mask his trail before he walks in as soon as I he goes inside vinegar. i'm assuming so but no yeah, idea but you don't know. could be just very very watered down alcohol i'm not sure uh so he makes it back to his place he masks his trail off and he has several generators running inside to help him prepare food so inside of his house he's almost living a semi-normal life yeah. uh, he's cooking on the stove he's got a propane tank hooked up to it and he's preparing dinner for him and his good boy uh, wow. good a good girl excuse me uh, everything that he has is obviously canned or prepared food or fresh vegetables because we find out later he turned Central Park into his own farm which is pretty cool yeah um, uh, trivia for this all of the paintings found in dr neville's or will smith's house were <laughs> provided by the museum of modern art in new york city really? within the story he probably borrowed them from the very same museum similar to him having the nbc program library tapes which mm -hmm. is pretty cool because i was wondering how he got the uh tapes of the news as well because no person in their right mind records that shit yeah there's no and this is before DVRs were absolutely giant and everywhere. Yeah. Um, so he's watching recorded news while eating to have some sense of normalcy. And it almost feels like every day at this point. Yeah. He's got a home-cooked meal. It's hot. He's sitting down and watching the news. Uh, after this, he gives his dog a bath. And when done with his dinner, his alarm goes off again. And it, it reminded me of saving Private Ryan's... Uh, oh storming the beaches of normandy tom hanks ptsd where yes. once he heard the second alarm go off everything went blank yes. and you hear the, like <laughs> yes it definitely felt a little like, bit over the top man yes and I, I even said the um this alarm really makes him stop and think it did feel a little out of place because the dog's barking you can clearly see the dog barking you can yeah muffle but he doesn't dog. hear anything he doesn't hear anything yeah so uh what looked like a normal house is anything but it when this a second alarm goes off that means that it's time to get ready for sunset and he has steel enclosures over all the windows and uh i put in here it's kind of funny because uh, he's got these giant roll-down steel things to go over the windows, all of them, uh, like steel shutters to cover some of them, and then on the front door, he's got a tiny wooden, uh, tiny metal bar. <laughs> like the most convenient yes. place for anything to ever break in yeah. has the least amount of security to it. Yeah, that's and, a little failure. And I, I get it, but it was funny. <laughs> and... So as soon as he finishes closing all the windows and everything, him and his dog lay down in the tub to go to sleep. And you start hearing the infected in the streets. And a bit of trivia, the screaming and unearthly sounds of the infected creatures in this movie was actually done by Mike Patton, who's the vocalist from Faith No More. Is that a band? That's a band. And you, <laughs> you at least know one song, Epic. Oh, what yes. Is it? Is from it? back in the what guitar hero days. <laughs> from far beyond that. Well, you remind me of the kids when they say, oh, Judas Priest, that's the Kia guys. Because <laughs> they were in the Kia commercial. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I know that song because we played Guitar Hero quite a bit. Yes, we did. But uh, you are right. It's obviously Faith No More was before that. <laughs> and much, much more important to heavy metal music. <laughs> But well, regardless, we're getting a glimpse into my personality. <laughs> he made those sounds, um, which is pretty him. cool. Uh, so while we're in the tub, we get our first flashback of the before times. And this is when the virus outbreak first started truly happening. 
Uh, he got his wife and his kids a flight out of New York, basically. Uh, and Will Smith's daughter, Willow, actually played his daughter in this movie. Um, so he throws his wife and kids in the car, like in a hurry, and they're driving to the piers. And the president's on the radio saying he just signed an order quarantining New York City. And uh, he says to his wife that he's working hard to try and stop the spread. She wants him to leave with him, but he needs to stay and fix it because this is ground zero. This is his thing. And mid-conversation, we get our first look at somebody turning into an infected, and they slam into the car. Pretty good jump scare. Uh, And then it instantly cuts off because the alarm goes off in the morning. So these are the type of nightmares that he's getting is the stuff that haunts him are the memories with his family. Uh, So the alarm goes off in the morning. Once again, going back to that routine. You don't just wake up whenever you wake up. You wake up on a schedule of time. But he woke up like 30 seconds before his alarm. He has his own internal alarm clock. You can tell. I mean, obviously you don't know the time frame quite yet of how long he's been living this, but he's been prepping and he's learning something every time he does a prep to kind of get ahead of the game. Yep. So the movie then goes to show us how good a shape Will Smith is in. They have him take his shirt off and do a whole bunch of pull-ups for us. Uh, Yeah. And then he goes (laughs) running on a treadmill without a shirt, because why not? But then we get the fucking dog on his own treadmill. Yeah, I love (laughs) that. Which is awesome. (laughs) That's Uh, great. And the dog just keeps little Sam keeps looking up at him like, all right, let's do this, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, we need a treadmill for our puppy. Yeah, she needs it. <laughs> uh, so Will goes into his basement, which is turned into some type of laboratory, uh, like full-out lab. He has everything that he could ever need in there. And he's down there. He's doing video blogs daily, uh, testing different serums on infected rats. He has this whole wall of infected rats and he infected or or he put the serum in all of them to see what would happen and half of the rats died half of them are still alive but still infected but there's one of them that's not violent and still alive so he's saying in his uh blog that this is test whatever obviously he's done this a whole bunch of times and the serum may be effective but he has to test it he has to uh see if it will work with humans, so he needs a human sample. Um, so Will and his dog go, go out to the video store, and he's talking to the mannequins like they're real people. Once again, keeping up with the daily routine, trying to make things seem like things are normal. So he's having conversations with the guy at the front. He's having conversations with the cashier. So he obviously staged them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not stupid. I figured that part out. Yeah. But that's... For him to kind of keep his sanity, Mm -hmm. to have, quote-unquote, people to talk to, that's what that was for? I believe so, yeah, Yeah. because he he was going through and having normal conversations with him, like the guy at the front, he was talking about the weather, he goes inside, and, like, he's talking to Hank, the uh, cashier, and he's called Hank because he has a trucker hat that's got the Hank, says Hank on there, he's talking to her about the girl that he's a little bit too shy to talk to, and... Just stuff to make it seem like he's not the only person on Earth. Makes and sense. He's very clearly been here so many times that the way that he rents movies now is he takes one, comes back with it, puts it back, and then he grabs the very next one, and that's yeah. what he's going to watch. Yeah, because he says of you. that he was in the middle of the G's now when he went to Hank to check out. Yeah, so. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you got to do something like that, though, because... When you have all of eternity and uh, yeah. nothing new is ever going to come out, you, you need actually, to... That uh, brings up a good point when we get further down. If he was only in the middle of the G's, he made a quote later on that now I'm confused about. Okay. We'll come back to that. I'm going to make a little note for you. Yep, sounds good. So, uh... He turned, so after this, he goes and he plucks some corn out of uh, his little homemade farm inside of Central Park and gets some harvested vegetables. And he looks at this map that he has of buildings. Some of them have X's on them, some of them don't. And what it is is a map of buildings that he's looted. So uh, he proceeds to uh, 
building that doesn't have an X on it yet clears the building once it's clear. He just goes through and raids through everything, finds something that they need, like goes through the cabinets, puts a whole bunch of medicine back that he doesn't need, finds a can of salmon, and he's fucking pumped. Yeah. What Pretty. a great idea, though. I mean, I can't imagine how much stuff he actually looted that he needed. Yeah. And, and that's how you got to do it because obviously nobody's uh, producing the stuff anymore. Absolutely. But it got very sad to where uh, after he looted the building, he sees the humanity of what was there before. Yeah. Um, he sees the one bedroom of somebody who had to be quarantined off inside of the house with a note that says, hey, once you get um, clear, I want you to look in this room and it's yeah. a baby room that was just set up. That so was it leads you to believe that the person who got infected was pregnant and they never got to experience that. Yeah. So Will has a radio broadcast that's constantly playing, trying to find any other survivors. He's saying that he's gonna be at the pier every day at noon. And he sets up there. He has a desk that's over by the pier. Uh, he goes over to the jets on the pier and hits golf balls off of them. Uh, basically anything to do to keep his mind off things. And while he's up on the jet, Sam spots a deer in the distance. Uh, so Will and Sam hop in the car. They go and chase it down. And the deer runs into a dark building. Obviously, Will Smith knows not to go in those buildings, but Sam chases the deer in. And... Will goes into the building, but is obviously terrified to do so. Once again, showing off his acting chops, he legitimately seems frightened. The yeah. tremble in his voice is so perfect. He does very good uh, building the tension here, and he's going room by room, and on his rifle is a flashlight, and he keeps uh, uncovering it so that way he can see where he walks. That way he doesn't step on something that will make noise and then covering it real quick. Yeah. So that way the light doesn't broadcast his position. Uh, the movie does not do a good job about showing what these infected can or cannot see or hear or smell. It uh, very clearly shows you that blood will trigger them, but all the other senses, you don't really know what gives it away, whether it's hearing or vision or... Now, and they can't go into the light, or they don't like the light. That's the point. Well, it's the sunlight. It's not a flashlight. Oh, UV. Okay. Ultraviolet rays is what uh, gets him. A flashlight won't do anything to him. Because there's one point in here as he's clearing room by room, and he, he does a very good job about doing this smartly, how he clears rooms. He very slowly starts all the way at the back corner, clears the whole room, and that's when he'll proceed past that room. Uh, but finally he follows a blood trail upstairs. It ends up being the deer. It's not Sam. And... He finds his way into this bank room. There's money all over the floor. And as he uncovers his flashlight, you see this huge group of infected people. Obviously, Will Smith made noise, and he pointed a flashlight at him. Yeah. Now, he didn't make a ton of noise, but he was walking the whole time on stuff that you could clearly hear. I don't see how they wouldn't notice, they wouldn't notice that. But... Once again, suspend disbelief. It, it's a horror movie, so whatever. So eventually, uh, he leaves that room. In the next room over, he finds Sam hiding underneath the desk. But Sam sees something behind him because he, she cowers back a little bit. And then we see the first infected uh, chase. And this is where, for me, on the 50th rewatch, it gets a little bit hard. The infected are just way too powerful, like insanely fast and they yeah. jump flights of stairs yeah. um very violent super powerful the whole nine um but eventually will smith uh is running away with sam he sends sam out the door and then he jumps out a window and has this fucking hardest shit landing <laughs> and one of the infected jump out with him to try and catch him and dies from the sunlight uh the from here will smith sees that there's a whole bunch of infected in this building so he sets a snare up outside of the building so that way he can trap one of them and he has a conversation with his pucho while he's doing this uh basically giving us the plots how he cannot get infected but the dog still can yeah um so somehow will smith is immune um Will catches one of the infected inside Which, the trap. Do you ever figure out why? Why what? Why he's immune. 
uh, I think that they said uh, 1% of the population is oh, okay. immune. So it's not just him. Okay. It's just he's immune and he was smart enough to stay alive. Got it. Which in this type of situation would be very, very difficult to do. It doesn't matter how smart you are. Bad luck will get you. Yeah. If you don't have money, resources, or luck, you're dead. And amazing shape. Like, I don't have Will Smith's abs. I wouldn't stay alive. <laughs> uh, so he sets up his trap. He catches an infected chick, and then one of the infected dudes tries to run out of the building to chase him. And then he sees that his sunlight gets burnt a little bit, and then he goes back inside. Um, now, this point kind of pissed me off a little bit because once he gets back inside the compound... Uh, he's doing his little video blog and he's talking about how these things lost all sense of humanity. They're just straight animals now. The guy in the building just showed so much fucking humanity. Yeah. He came out in retaliation for him capturing one of his people. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the definition of humanity. He didn't come out because he, he was hungry. Yeah. He he's came trying out. trying to save the person that you just captured. Yeah. Uh, so... That was weird to me. Uh, so he tried the same compound that he tried on the rats and this infection person. This, they called the disease the KV disease. Uh, the K stands for the doctor from the beginning of the film that cured cancer and V is virus. Uh, I forget what the doctor's name was. It seemed like uh, they were working momentarily, but then the infected person like spasmed out, flatlined, and then he gave her a shot of an, some type of like something to kick her back into gear adrenaline yeah adrenaline that's the word that i was looking for and then she was back alive uh, and he was stupid frustrated like you can tell that he's clearly beyond yeah. this shit he thought that he had the fix and he didn't i so. mean he must have you don't know at this point how many times he's done this but you can just see the frustration of like he keeps saying, this is my fault. I feel guilty. This is my site. I need to fix this. Like, yeah. he keeps that in his head as he's going through Yeah. This. To him, this is his fault that yeah. he can't figure this out. Uh, so after he does his video blog, we get another flashback. And once again, we're back in the car. Um, and there's complete chaos everywhere. They're at a quarantine point, And they have a scanner that's able to test people on whether they have this virus or not. And he went through, his daughter went through, and then come time for his wife, uh, his wife showed up as negative. And then he made them scan her again, and the only reason that they did was because of their rank. And she passed on the second time. Now, imagine in a real-world situation uh, how fucked up that is, but it's true. That if you show up as negative, you get a bullet in your head, no questions, instantly. Yeah. But if you're the, the wife of a commander. A colonel. He was a colonel. Uh, yeah, of a colonel. Yeah. You know, we can give you a second chance, no problem. Uh, it's privilege. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, stupid. Well, you can even see the people that are getting flown out are not everyday civilians. They're yeah. people that have money. They're famous. They're whatever. They have... The, the, power. the means yeah. and the power to get out, which that's absolutely how that would work in yep. real life. We'd be dead. <laughs> Let's be real. We'd be dead. In our dog heartbeat. would give away our position in a fucking <laughs> second. The second that our ring doorbell comes on, they're, we're dead. Yep. <laughs> We'd have to be hiding in the crawl space, and even at that, our dog would still be barking up. <laughs> yeah, we're dead. Yep. Uh, so at this point, uh, there are people the commoners or whatever on the other <laughs> side of it that, that they're not even going to look at trying to throw their kids over the gate for them to take their kids for them and it's very titanic like it's very every zombie well, yes, movie like <laughs> everyone has this i'm scene. trying to make a connection yeah it's very you know lifeboats of titanic please my children and the freaking dickhead that tries to take a child onto the lifeboat yeah I forgot his name, but you know, we all know yeah. who he is. Yeah. It, it's very, like, panic central. I can see this playing out very badly, and 
That's yeah. how it goes. So they get in the helicopter, and he stayed back. Uh, his daughter handed him the puppy, which is Sam, and his kid shows him a butterfly. Look, I have my hands, I can make a butterfly. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's cute. Fuck off now. Uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, she, it's the second time. So at the first flashback, they're in the car, and she goes, hey, Dad, look, a butterfly. Oh, okay. And she does it with her hands. And they tell her to be quiet while in the car because they're trying to listen to the president's message. Typical mom, I just and then, <laughs> and then they're in the helicopter, and she does it again. And this time, he knows it's the last time that he's going to see his little girl. So okay. he's like, yeah, look, a, a butterfly. And they go to take off, and as soon as the helicopter takes off, it cuts to him waking up. So once again, nightmares. He's reliving this scenario over and over again. Butterfly, obviously, they showed it twice at this point. That's going to make a connection later. Now I'm understanding, because at first I did not. Yep. So he's watching the news again while eating breakfast, and he's studying an almanac. <laughs> so very, very smart dude. Yes. Uh, Today's his birthday. He's telling Sam in the car ride, if you're planning on throwing me a surprise party, you better just tell me, because you know that I don't like surprises, man. But I'll act surprised. <laughs> yeah. I'll act surprised for you. Just tell me. Just tell me, man. <laughs> uh, so while he's driving, he sees a mannequin that's out of place, and he just loses his fucking mind. Uh, Fred is the, the mannequin's name, and he's just yeah. yelling at Fred. What the fuck are you doing over here, man? You better not be fucking with me. Are you and real? He's straight up losing his mind. Now, trivia for this. When Dr. Robert Neville, Will Smith, sees the mannequin, he calls Fred outside the streets. Uh, it looks like the mannequin moves his head it's a little, a little bit. Yes. During the scene, a mime replaced a mannequin to try and play with people's minds when they watch the movie. I was going to say, I noticed that. It, and I always wondered if I was seeing something. Yeah. So he shoots up the mannequin, and he thinks somebody's watching him from the rooftop. So he starts shooting sporadically in the roofs. And when he walks up to the mannequin, he steps in the puddle in front of it. There was a trip wire there that grabs him, and he bangs his head, and he wakes up tied up at sunset. So once again, going back to he thinks that these creatures don't know shit well they just set up a trap for you say, they just did the exact same thing that you did so now they're learning from you yeah how to do things so he cuts the rope with the knife when he wakes up from his concussion and falls down hard as hell and the knife impales him in the leg uh and he i forget what he rips the knife yeah he rips the knife out and the whole time sam is being a good boy and trying to help him good girl I wrote down, boy, not changing it. Uh, there's very good camera work that they're doing here of the sunset and showing how you can barely see the sun setting because there's skyscrapers block the sun. But uh, the infected guy from before that tried to get him came out of the building now, and now he's got like four infected dogs with him, and yeah. he six the dogs on him, but they can't cross the line of sun. So... The sun starts setting, setting, setting. The line is getting smaller and smaller. He's crawling back to his car, and before he can make it, the sun sets. So the dogs sprint, the infected dogs sprint after him, and Sam defends him. Uh, and he is uh, trying to get his gun, finally gets it, shoots some of the dogs. Uh, Sam is diving and attacking the dogs, but Sam gets bit. This is where I wanted to fast forward because we've watched this many times and we know what's about to happen. It still breaks my heart. Yep. So at this point of the movie, the trainers actually put a piece of tape on Abby's paw to make it look like she was limping around when she was walking. Oh, wow. Pretty cool how they That's did cool. it. And after Sam gets injured fighting, this is after Sam gets injured fighting, obviously. So he finally calls her Samantha instead of Sam. This yes. is the only time in the movie where he says Samantha. So yeah. he's visually, his emotions are just on point. And it's a heartbreaking scene. I remember crying the first two times I seen this movie. Yep. I can watch Titanic a million times and have dry eyes. You kill a dog on screen, I'm I'm hurting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he sings her the Bob Marley song, which has been played several times throughout this movie so far. The uh, Every Little Thing's Gonna Be Alright song. And uh, he sees Sam is losing her hair quickly. So he tries to uh give the same dose of the serum that he gave to the infected 
but his dog is changing. He couldn't stop it. So the dog starts going to attack him, so he has to strangle his own dog. It's a terrifying scene, and it's not zoomed in on the dog. It's zoomed in on him and the heartbreak on his face. Once again, I wrote, fuck. Yes. I think the fact that they zoomed in on his face was was the better call versus zoomed in on the dog. The emotion that Rob, Robert, Will Smith. Will. Whatever. <laughs> the Fresh Prince. Yeah. So the emotion that he plays in this scene is uncanny. It is amazing how he can bring that heartbreak through the screen and literally make it feel like you're losing your own dog. Yeah, 100%. Um, Will Smith actually grew so attached to the dog during the filming of this movie that he tried to adopt the dog. Uh, Abby, once the movie was over, but the dog trainer would not be persuaded to give up the pooch. That I don't blame pooch. him. That is a cute-ass dog. That, that's the good girls. <laughs> now this is a story all about how my life got so big willie style uh (laughs) then drives at night he goes outside of his house at night for the first time and this is where his life got twist turned upside down uh because it's all silent now yeah and he doesn't have anybody with him that this that was the last dose of his real world and it's ripped away and you can see from this point on how much that has devastated him. Yeah. It has absolutely tore him apart. How is he going to survive? That was kind of his lifeline. Yep, absolutely. Um, and you can tell in his face that he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. No. Uh, he goes to the video store, not to get a movie, but to talk to the mannequin that he was ashamed to talk to before. And he told the mannequin that he told his friend that he would say hello to her today. Once again, another... <laughs> type of moment uh so and you don't have those very often no so he's driving up at night and he set up a mannequin at the edge of the pier and the infected see it and they go to attack it thinking that it's him and he blasts uv lights on on his uh car and runs over as many of them as he possibly can eventually the infected are just powerful as fuck so they overtake his car by smashing the shit out of it like doing spears (laughs) <laughs> these guys look like Roman Reigns doing a spear as hard as they can <laughs> into the side panels of his car, eventually just making this thing not work at all. Uh, his car flips over, and then out of nowhere, this blinding UV light comes, and somebody comes to help him right before the infected go to kill him. And final flashback scene now. So we're back at the helicopter, and the helicopter goes to go up, and as soon as the helicopter takes off, the military comes in and they blow up the George Washington Bridge. They shoot it down uh, to keep people quarantined into New York City. So that way there's no escape for them. When that happens, all the people that were around the quarantine zone see that happen. And they jump the gate and they go to the helicopter across. They go to take off as well. The people are climbing on. They don't care at this point that if, if a military member kills them well they're obviously going to die anyway if the president yeah. sent orders to shoot down the bridge to get right. in and out of new york city that island of manhattan is now an island Which, um, how devastating does it have to feel when you see the only escape out of the city get shot down yep the pure panic that had to ensue. Yep. So people are climbing up the helicopters. It's trying to take off, and that helicopter now loses control because its balance is off, and it slams into the helicopter that his wife and kids are, and he wakes up. And he looks down, and his knee is stitched up, and he hears Shrek in the background. And So that's what I was going to say. How can he know what Shrek is if he was only in the Jeep? It must have been... A favorite movie from his daughter. That's what I put in here. Um, Get to it in a few sentences. So he grabs a gun uh, to go downstairs to see what the fuck is going on inside his house. And what first looked like his wife and little girl ends up being a woman and a boy in his house. Like the first glance that he had, he saw his wife and daughter there. But it ends up being a random woman and a boy that he's never seen before. And the woman is the one who healed up his leg. 
uh, saved him from the infected the night before, and she made him breakfast. Uh, she's like, yeah, they're powdered eggs, but you obviously know that it's your house. And we found some bacon, which is awesome. We haven't had that in years. And they came from someplace else. They heard his message over the radio, and uh, she says that they're going someplace uh, I forget where it was, Vermont. Vermont. Yeah. yeah, Vermont, because there's a holdout there of survivors. And he just loses his shit at this point because he's sick of having hope. Uh, and he snaps and he says, there's no point in going there. Everybody's dead. Every fucking person is dead. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that he swears there, but that's the, first that's the emotions he breaks out. This is the first time that you hear, instead of just calling them zombies or whatever, um, the girl calls them the dark seekers. Hmm. So Will goes upstairs to calm down, and when he comes back downstairs, he sees the boy sitting on the couch, just <laughs> sitting on the couch watching some Shrek. And uh, Will Smith just stands there in like complete shock, and then he just starts spitting it out word for word for word for word and talks over this entire movie. And I put this must have been his kid's favorite movie because once a kid latches onto a movie or a show, that's all that they fucking watch. Henry Danger. For my son, it's Henry Danger. For <laughs> me, it was, uh, what the hell it is, The Great Mouse Adventure. The Great Mouse Detective. Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. All the time I watched it. That and Nightmare Mermaid. Before Christmas. Constant. Which very quickly, probably around the age of eight, turned into aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and mine was still the Little Mermaid. <laughs> aliens, yeah, yeah, I'm fucked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, she's talking about uh, the movie, and then she instantly just transitions to. So we're thinking about leaving in the morning. We're gonna wait till tomorrow morning. And he's just like, no, this is ground zero. This is my site. I can still fix this. Yeah. So he's downstairs working, and she comes down there uh, with some coffee for him. And there's this huge wall of pictures of the infected. And she's like, you tried to fix all these people. And it's like, yep, tons of people. Yeah. And. Uh, it's now nighttime. He's prepping the house, bringing the metal sh shutters down and getting everything ready. And she wants him to go with her and says, oh, it's God's will. And he just snaps. And he's like, less than 1% of immunity. 90% of people were taken out instantly. Less than 1% immunity of that 10% left. Uh, everyone else is dead. Everybody. Uh, those of us who lived were chased down by the 99% of those who uh, got infected. Uh Everybody that you have ever known in your life is dead. There is no God. That is so powerful yep. to think about. Yep, and you can tell that he was somebody that used to believe. Right. So it seems. Um, so from here, he asks if it's if it was dark out when they brought him home. She says, yeah, why? So the infected followed him to their home, and they're now attacking the house. And he has these booby traps set up around his house, like the UV lights, and he sets those off, and it might get one or two of them, but they just fucking dive bomb at the lights, and they're yeah. taking themselves out like kamikazes. And the lights barely lasted a second, and then he set off the explosions, and it killed a bunch of them, but there's so many of them, it didn't even put a dent in them, and it damaged the shit out of the house. The yeah. metal shutters are now broken. And when he gets upstairs, one of the infected is there attacking him. He stabbed in the leg with the screwdriver. Thing barely felt it. Uh, he got chased downstairs. He got his assault rifle. He was shooting at it. It ran away from him. He shoots the propane tank. It's able to jump straight up to the second floor and leaves the house. So now he clears the second floor, goes up to the top floor, and there's one of the uh, infected tearing at the ceiling. And I believe that it's tearing out the ceiling to create an opening for more of them to come in. Uh, he kills that thing. And the in lead infected guy, it almost seems like this dude is like a dictator of the infected or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's outside of the house and he points at Will Smith and yells at him. And then all the other infected start to attack. They go to the basement to fortify themselves in. And they realize that... Uh, they're going to be outrun. They, they have no chance. But while they're down there, the infected person is turning in back into a human. His thing worked. 
Yeah, um, his vaccine worked. So he has the cure. Um, so he's the, the the lady and the boy are like, let's leave. We need to leave. And he's like, there's no way. Uh, they're going to chase us unless if I can stop this. Yeah. So he puts the girl and the boy in this, uh, like a furnace yeah. uh, that has a steel door, puts them in there, gives them the uh, uh, cure. The cure was in that infected lady's blood. So, she, so he drew her blood to give the sample to Anna and Ethan, yep. who are now hiding. Yep. Um, so they now have the cure, and we get the connection to his kid. He looks at her and sees the butterfly tattoo on her neck, and uh, that that's supposed to be some huge revelation of there is a God, uh, yeah. there is fate, there is all of this. Um, so he gives the lady the cure uh, and locks them in, grabs a grenade from a drawer, pulls the pin, charges at the bad guys, and blows them all to shit. Um, saving the woman and the boy in return. So she makes it to the compound, finds out that it's some huge thriving facility, and she has this little monologue there about how Will Smith is humanity's savior. Uh, we are his legacy. This is his legend. Uh, Light of the Darkness. Yeah. Roll credits. What was your thing that you had to write down that you needed to bring up It was up the again? Shrek thing. I was trying to oh. figure out how... <laughs> I gotcha. The Shrek movie fit into that, but then after kind of discussing it, it clicked. Of course, it was his daughter's favorite movie, so yeah. that's why he would know it. Yeah, that thing was huge. I know my cousin, who was a kid around the age of that movie, that movie was on nonstop. That was like the movie of its time. I mean, I liked it um, when, it, when it came out, but like now... You know, our daughter, she keeps doing this Shrek thing. Like, I don't know, it's like super popular in this middle school setting. I don't really understand it. <laughs> then again, there were things that we did in middle school that didn't make sense. But I guess it's a, a different thing. It's like the well, cool thing to like Shrek right now. Shrek became, well, it's always like that. Uh, the things that were big right before you were a kid become big again transformers came back uh power rangers came back yeah. all that stuff and it's always going to happen gi joe came back for the previous generation but uh what i was going to say about shrek is the reason that movie blew up like it did is because there was never a kid's movie that had so much hidden adult humor yeah. in it before shrek and yes. shrek became popular where the parents were okay with watching it because it had jokes that the kids didn't understand yeah. Uh, which was a very cool concept. Now they hit it hard, <laughs> almost a little bit too much yes. in kids' movies. Yes. But uh, that's the end of the movie right there. Um, so she was right all along that there was another compound. There were other survivors. It's very weird that if they have a full military base, how they didn't hear Will Smith's sig radio signal that he was broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, how they did not know that he was still alive because obviously he was somebody that was very important in the scientific community to try and cure this disease for whatever yeah, that, reason. That's where it kind of fell. How do you have that big of a facility and not have the means to figure out that there's this sole survivor in your city? Yeah, but at the same time, uh, in their defense, are you going to send no. your survivors to the no. middle of one of the busiest cities right. in the country to Ground save zero. one person? Uh, the amount of, like, The Walking Dead episode one had this amazing scene where Rick was in the middle of, uh, I forget what city is in the first episode, but it's just hordes of these things coming towards him and like how do you survive that yeah. it is absolutely insane in a city environment in a post-apocalyptic zombie type world especially with how violent and crazy these things are can you imagine how many of them there must be in new york city yeah i'd stick in the suburbs <laughs> <laughs> that scientist can fuck off yeah <laughs> well i think that uh, about covers it this is i am legend go check it out very good movie once again if you enjoy this please give us a uh rating on apple spotify google wherever it is that you listen to this anchor those reviews help out so much more than you could possibly imagine and it takes you roughly what 10 seconds to do yeah. hit the five if it allows you to throw some words in there throw some kind words in there 
and uh, share us to some friends. Messages on uh, Instagram at the Horror's Edge. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Facebook is there, but a little bit less uh presence but please hit us up let us know what you think of this movie does it rate as highly as it does for stacy's a little bit lower like me is it something that's one of your favorite movies love to hear about it till next time i'm phil and i'm stacy take care